It is a welcome in Wednesday. I hope your Wednesday is going along just fine, and mine certainly is. I'm here at a great place, Cavens Group. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you are looking for somebody to help you out in case of emergency with your home, Cavens Group is the place that you need to know about. If you don't already, they do all kinds of emergency services, fire remediation, Water, mold remediation and restoration, emergency board up and tarping, commercial maintenance. They also uh, have a great roofing division. Fellow Norman High grad Chris Smith heads that up, and uh, they do great work. They have a tremendous reputation. They're so involved in this community. And, uh, you know, it's kind of cool to be at the very best places when you go out on location. We were at the uh, Julia Chu State Farm Agency recently. Best in the business. Riverwind Casino, year after year after year, voted in the readers' polls. Best in the business in the metro area. Same for Cavens Group. Gary will join us a little bit later. The return of Duke the Wonder Dog is complete. Duke is back today. I just tweeted out a picture of Duke the Wonder Dog, uh, and happy to have him here as well. Amanda, the crew, everybody's here, and we're happy to be at Cavens Group again. And uh, another great show by Plank and uh, Josh on the Plank Show. And Parker Thune, how we doing on a Wednesday? Oh, 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 sorry, Steele. I got distracted looking at this picture you tweeted of Duke the dog. Very good-looking fellow. What a great dog. What a great dog. Great disposition. And uh, just kind of assists with the radio show here. Helps us out all the time. So we're happy to have Duke back with us today, which is really cool. All right. uh, We should start in the portal. What is the news with Jordan Tyson, the uh, Colorado transfer wide receiver, interest level in Oklahoma? You hear Oklahoma visit. What else are you hearing on uh, Jordan Tyson? Yeah, well, he's in Oklahoma for a visit, and I think that speaks for itself. Oklahoma's a very serious player here for the transfer wideout, formerly of Colorado. And the interesting thing in this whole ordeal, Steely, is that he's actually got a brother, Jalen Tyson, who's in the basketball transfer portal as well. And, of course, anytime there's a brother – There are ways to leverage the situation to try and make sure you get a package deal in addition to, you know, getting two as opposed to getting one. So it's I'm not sure exactly which way this is going to swing in the end, but I do know there is plenty of interest on Jordan Tyson's end in Oklahoma. I think it's too early to say Oklahoma definitely gets the kid, but the fact that he's on a visit kind of speaks for itself. The interest is there, it's reciprocated, and it's become clear that this is the top guy Oklahoma's put a red eye on in the portal at wide receiver. Another guy uh, that starting to hear a lot of interesting buzz about over the last couple hours is Appalachian State offensive lineman Troy Everett. Now, Everett, as you may recall, visited Oklahoma for the spring game back on April 22nd. And he's taken his time with the process. Uh, He's been in contact with numerous coaching staffs trying to narrow things down to a final list and ultimately a decision. But the word is a decision from Troy Everett is forthcoming here. And it sounds like Oklahoma's as much in the mix as anybody. So, again, do I know for a fact that Troy Everett is going to be a Sooner? No, but... Some interesting buzz to that effect this morning. So we'll see what becomes of it. All right. So what are we hearing in terms of other contenders for uh, Jordan Tyson, the Colorado transfer wide receiver, and for Troy Everett? 
So for Troy Everett, the thought was for a while that he was going to go home. He's from the state of Virginia, and so Virginia Tech was making a pretty strong push. By the way, Virginia Tech, I I don't know how they're not better at football than they are, Steely, because the Enter Sandman thing, it's one of the coolest traditions in all of college football. Have yeah, you, it is. It's great. I, I feel like that's bucket list material. You know, having – Having the responsibility of covering college football games on Saturday, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to make it out there for a football game. But, man, if I ever get the opportunity, I'm going to jump on it because I think the coolest thing is whenever there's a broadcast of a Virginia Tech game, the broadcasters, quite understandably, just let everything play out. They don't say a word. They just let the presentation, the video, the sound, the aura of the stadium tell the story. And it's awesome. I think it's awesome. Well, you, you don't interrupt Metallica. I mean, that's a rule. That's a rock and roll rule, right, that you just don't interrupt Metallica. But, yeah, I post Frank Beamer, I mean, Justin Fuente had some early success. You know, the former uh, Sooner quarterback, Tulsa Union quarterback, had some success there early, and then it kind of tapered off. And, uh, you know, you kind of felt like Virginia Tech was one of those schools you always had to keep an eye on. Uh, obviously went to the championship game one year with Mike Vick. But, um just hasn't quite been the same, so we'll see. All right, and uh, what are we hearing again on contenders for Jordan Tyson? Uh, well, to my knowledge, and I haven't really had the chance to dig on that situation a whole lot yet, but from everything that I have heard, Oklahoma is kind of the lead dog there, and naturally a guy like that that's been as productive as he has been at the collegiate level, he's going to have interest from all over, but it does feel like, and by the way, you go to his Twitter page, the only thing he's tweeted out since his announcement that he's entering the transfer portal a couple weeks ago, or about a week and a half ago, the only thing he's tweeted out since then is a video from his Oklahoma visit. So that kind of speaks to where OU sits right now. He is out of Allen, Texas. The Sooners have had a little bit of success there uh, in Allen, Texas, obviously with a Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, 6'2", so he's got some size. What else do we know about the uh, the style of receiver that he is? Well, you mentioned it. Size, speed, a guy that's you know, 6'2", 180 pounds, can get behind a defense. And so I would liken him to maybe an Andrell Anthony, if you're looking at who's maybe an adequate comp in terms of current OU wide receivers. Somebody that can get behind the defense, certainly, but also somebody that can go and win 50-50 balls. So not just a speed guy, not just a size guy. He brings a lot to the table, and there's a reason that Oklahoma has made him as much of a priority as they have. There you go. So what does this say? Uh, I think we all know that when you look at Oklahoma's wide receiver situation, uh, there are some question marks, and uh, there's some potential there as well. We saw D.J. Graham look pretty good in the spring game, moving back over to that side of the football. We all think that Jalil Farouk and Drake Stoops are solid. You know, uh, Jalil Farouk, could he develop into a superstar receiver? You know, we'll see. He's uh, he's had some moments, certainly. Uh, and then you've got, obviously, uh, you know, Gavin Freeman and L.V. Bunkley Shelton. You've got Austin Stogner at tight end. You've got... Uh, you know, Jaden Gibson, I know he dropped the touchdown pass, but you have Andrew L. Anthony, so you've got some opportunity there. But there's not a lot of 
proven commodities there, you know, like you would like to have. So uh, clearly Oklahoma's thinking, you know what, eh, we, we probably need a little more help at wide receiver to ensure that we have what we need not only quality-wise and depth-wise, and not all these portal guys are going to pan out and be great players or even really good players. But clearly that staff thinks, you know what, we, we've got to do some more at wide receiver. Well, and when you look at Andrell Anthony's track record, right? Yes, he had an impressive spring, but I think when that's the guy that jumps out at you as the guy that was probably the most impressive over the spring practice period, it understandably makes you a little bit apprehensive as to the depth that you have there because Andrell Anthony, for all that he has shown and all that he has flashed throughout the spring, he didn't produce at least not to the level that many would have liked when he was at the University of Michigan. So a guy like Jordan Tyson at this point effectively acts as an additional insurance policy in your wide receiver room because I I cite it often, but it's a jarring statistic is that Jalil Farouk and Drake Stoops are the only guys coming back to this Oklahoma football roster that caught more than three passes last year in the Crimson and Cream. So with that in mind – the more the merrier because the more guys that you put on the roster that uh, have talent and that have the potential to be long-term big-time contributors to the passing attack at Oklahoma, the more likely that at least one of those guys is going to hit. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, maybe Jordan Tyson will be joining the ranks soon. We'll find out. But a visit to Oklahoma obviously uh, indicates that there's a lot of interest there on both sides. Uh, Brennan Thompson, obviously, the uh, Texas transfer is coming, adds a lot of speed. I mean, world-class speed to that position. And you have Jaquaze Petaway coming in. Uh, you know, he didn't come in early, but he will be coming in. Highly recruited kid with great speed as well. So there may be answers on the way. We don't know, but clearly the Sooner staff thinks they need a few more bodies there and a little more competition to get what they're uh, looking for out of that wide receiver spot. All right, uh, by the way, I want to thank everybody for yesterday. You know, uh, I got talked into doing the uh, karaoke version of the Edmund Fitzgerald, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, by Canadian singing sensation Gordon Lightfoot, who passed away the other day at the age of 84. And I'm a big Gordon Lightfoot fan. I told the story of how one time in a not-so-sober state, a long, 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 long time ago, I, uh, at a karaoke place, did the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, and they booed me. I mean, but I finished the song, but they booed me. It was not a great karaoke choice, but yesterday uh, everybody said, thank you for doing that. You did a fine job. It was actually horrible, but thank you for saying that. But it gave me a lot of confidence, Parker. That's good. I'm glad. It gave me a ton of confidence that I decided, you know what, uh, there's an acapella singing group here locally that they've asked me to sing with them before, and I thought, no, nah, I don't think I could do that. But it gave me the confidence to go try out for this acapella singing group here locally the singing sooners and uh, so i went uh and last night i went out i tried it out i tried it out i thought it went pretty well can we play that is this story alive oh is this just fantasy <laughs> call it a wings no escape from Oh, 
probably, I'll be honest, Steely. I probably, think you probably need to stay in that lower register. Yeah, the falsetto probably. is not yeah. your wheelhouse. I'm no Freddie Mercury, so uh, obviously I did not make the squad. I did not. I had the edit ready to go, you know, everything to put out on Twitter, committed to this team, but uh, no, they said no. All right, uh, Tim Lasher, great Sooner, great company. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, always sponsoring our first hour here on The Ref. We appreciate it very much. They'll do great work for you, heating and air needs. You need those addressed. They will do it with a quality crew and a great price. Last year, Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. Let's take a quick break. I'm here at Cavens Group on a Wednesday. Come back. We'll talk more Sooner football next. Plus, we'll mix in some softball as well and more, but a lot of Sooner football, plus your text on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Coming right back. Here at Cabin's Group, fire, water, mold remediation services, remediation, restoration, emergency board up and tarping, commercial maintenance as well. Great roofing division headed by my man Chris Smith over here. Roof replacement and repairs, roof inspection. Cabin's Group, the best reputation in the business because, well, they are the best. And uh, Gary is out training all the time. He's got, uh, you know, his... Uh, Cohorts over here taking every new class, knowing the very latest techniques and how to do the very best job in all of these services they provide. Cavens Group here in the Norman, Oklahoma City area, they are really the best, and uh, their reputation says so. Awards galore. They also give up a lot of money to the community, over uh, $400,000 given to the community, the local community here over the last five years. And uh, they're just really good people over here, and they do great work. Cavens Group in the Norman, uh, Oklahoma City metro area, 405-573-3048, or in Tulsa, Stillwater, 918-282-7612. It is Cavens Group on all the social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and their website, cavensgroup.com, C-A-V-I-N-S, cavensgroup.com. We'll I'm sure have Gary on a little bit later in the program. All right, so we were talking about wide receiver, and uh, are the Sooners going to land – Jordan Tyson, the uh, Colorado transfer, and it looks like there's a strong possibility that could be happening. Uh, Let's hear from D.J. Graham, because D.J. Graham had a nice spring game. Now, only two catches, but you saw the one, uh, 75 yards for D.J. Graham, including a great catch, a little spin pirouette move uh, for a big gain. We certainly saw what uh, he has in quality of uh, being able to catch the football with that interception that – now legendary interception against Nebraska. Originally recruited to Oklahoma as a wideout, goes to the defensive backfield, and now back at wide receiver. This is what DJ said during the spring about the move back to wide receiver. He said it's been pretty good. It's Brent was defense. It was making me better as a as a receiver, and it was just getting me back in the groove. You know, it was a lot of things that I was like, okay, you know, I kind of forgot about that. Oh, I forgot. I gotta, you know, I gotta get my steps back on certain routes. So it was good. You know, I, I'm so glad that he allowed me to play on scout team to, you know, get my get my feedback on myself. It's going great. Matter of fact, uh, it's glad to be back. Glad to be back in uh, the position I've always wanted to play. There you go, DJ Graham. All right, so let's talk about DJ's chances. 
to be a significant factor in this rotation, Parker. And there's another X factor that we haven't talked about because he didn't play in the spring game. You know him. You love him. And I know that a lot of Sooner fans are still excited about Nick Anderson. And Nick Anderson might actually end up being that guy. But let's talk about those two. Let's start with DJ and then your thoughts on uh, Nick Anderson. Well, Nick Anderson's got to stay healthy. I mean, that's what it boils down to. He's got all the potential in the world. You talk to anybody, anybody in or around the Switzer Center about who has the highest ceiling at the wide receiver position. They may not be unanimous that it's Nick Anderson, but Nick Anderson's certainly a guy that's in that conversation. It just comes down to being able to avoid the injury bug, which, you know, it's it's interesting and it's kind of sad, isn't it, that the same thing that's marked his Sooner career to this point is the same thing that marked his brother Rodney's career at Oklahoma. But for DJ Graham, man, he's an athlete. He's got outstanding hands. Uh, you've heard the term suction cup hands thrown around by multiple people with regard to DJ Graham in the media. Um, I think... I think there's a window for him to contribute in this offense, and I think he will have a role this fall. I just think he's going to be hard-pressed to see the type of production that he probably would be in line for if he hadn't made that two-and-a-half-year detour experimenting at cornerback for Alex Grinch. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. And, uh, again, he did look very good in the spring game. And, again, guess who's coming in with uh, the new class? Well, not an early enrollee, but we know that Jaquace Petaway was highly recruited, very highly touted and thought of, and is a speedster as well. So uh, he'll be a little bit behind the eight ball in terms of learning the offense, but what do you think about Jaquace Petaway's Jaquace Petaway and his chances of, uh, you know, getting some uh, some snaps? Well, I think it depends on how he stacks up against Brennan Thompson, to be quite honest, because those are going to be your two speed merchants in this offense, Thompson and Petaway. Petaway is a guy that is very physically ready to play college football. You look at his frame, he is well-developed, he is muscular, strong lower half, the upper body strength to go up and make contested catches. Brennan Thompson's a little bit more slender, and if you're just talking about straight line speed, Thompson's got a little bit more of it than Petaway, but Petaway's got plenty of speed such that he can run away from anybody on a football field. It it comes down to durability to me, and the the ability to bounce off the first tackler, not just make guys miss, but be able to shake arm tackles. Can Jaquay's Petaway do that more easily and more effectively than Brennan Thompson? To me, you're going to see either Thompson or Petaway play a role in this offense in the fall, but probably not both. I think those two guys are cut from the same cloth and that what they provide in an immediate sense is speed somebody you just get the ball in their hands you let them operate in space so I it does kind of feel like their roles in the offense are somewhat mutually exclusive either you're going to see a lot of Thompson this fall or you're you're going to see a lot of Petaway this fall all right we're here at Cavens on a Wednesday great to be out here 405-651-3439 that is our Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line again 405-651-3439 3439. We will be going there in the next segment. Any other uh, recruiting news happening? I know it's kind of a, you know, there's not a lot happening right now. We've got Champion Barbecue coming up. That'll be in June. That'll be huge, obviously. 
But uh, any other things going on with uh, OU or some uh, other kids that are uh, at least considering OU? I mean, (laughs) we're entering the month of May, so you would figure Oklahoma is going to close out their portal hall for the spring, and then it'll be a quiet month in terms of the traditional recruiting trail. So I think right now you're primarily focused on the outcome of the Jordan Tyson deal. Uh, the outcome of the Troy Everett recruitment, of course, the center from Appalachian State, and then whether or not Oklahoma ends up adding another defensive back or another linebacker. They've offered a couple of D2 kids that have morphed into Power 5 prospects in the portal. Uh, They've offered a kid from Louisiana at the defensive back position, well, cornerback specifically. I think Oklahoma is more than satisfied with what they have at safety, but it wouldn't hurt to add another corner, and it wouldn't hurt – to add another linebacker, to me, those are the positions that are going to be under the most scrutiny with regard to what OU is able to recruit, whether via the trail or the portal, over the next few weeks. All right, once again, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. We're going to do a full segment of your text coming up. And, uh, you know, basketball portal is also something we're still kind of looking at there. Uh, Porter Moser got off to a slow start but seems to have picked it up. And uh, the Sooners are looking to add probably a couple more in the portal before uh, that's all said and done. And uh, it looks like particularly, I think, with uh, J.B. on McCollum, Oklahoma got a really good one. The others, we'll see. We'll see if they work out, uh, you know. But uh, certainly keep an eye on the portal basketball-wise as well. All right, break time right here at Cavens Group on a Wednesday. Steelman and Thune on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Let's come back to your text. Let's come back and talk Sooner softball. Three candidates for National Player of the Year from Oklahoma make the top ten. T.R.A. Jennings, Jada Coleman, and Jordy Ball. We'll talk about that and more when we get back. Back with you, Wednesday edition of Steelman and Thune here on The Ref. I'm at Cavens Group, great place. If you uh, are ever in need, man, when you have an emergency, if you've got mold issues, you've got a, a fire issue, you have a water issue at your home or business, Cavens is the place to call. It's your one-stop shop for everything you need. They're going to treat you right. They're going to do a great job, and they have the very best uh, in the business at dealing with this stuff. Fire, water, mold remediation and restoration, emergency board up and tarping, commercial maintenance, uh, roof replacement and repairs, roof inspection, Cavens. That is all you need to know, Cavens Group, 405-573-3048 in uh, the Tulsa area, 918-282-7612, online at cavensgroup.com. That is cavensgroup.com. All right, great win by OU Baseball last night. They finally won at Dallas Baptist. That broke a 13-year losing streak uh, to DBU up in the metro area, 10-7. to Sooners have a big weekend series in Morgantown with the uh, Big 12 leading Mountaineers Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Oklahoma's won six of seven. They've won three in a row. They're 25-20. and 20. If they could get two of three or uh, perhaps a sweep in Morgantown, that would do wonders for their postseason chances, but they're playing a lot better baseball right now, no doubt about it. Uh, the uh, Sooner 
a softball team, of course, in Tulsa last night. They went over to you 6 to nothing. Elisa Brito with the Burrito Supreme. The Grand Slam in the seventh inning. Jordy Ball, Nicole May, Kirsten Deal, and Alex Storacco combined on the shutout last night for OU number 29 of the season. Uh, the Sooner women will be in Stillwater this weekend for Bedlam Softball. Friday night at 6 o'clock, Saturday at 4 o'clock, and Sunday at 2 p.m. And uh, three of the Sooners are in the running for the uh, National Collegiate Softball Player of the Year. Ten finalists announced today, uh, Jordy Ball, T.R.A. Jennings, and Jada Coleman in the mix for Oklahoma. That is your Sooner Weekly Update brought to you by Wade Electric, your trusted electrical experts for your home or business. You can give them a call at 405 405- 329-1940. That's 405-329-1940. All right. You want to get to the text line? Let's go right ahead. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. We Uh-oh. just we just got one. I had to digest it as you were turning things over to me. Somebody said, is Jackson Mahomes entering into the transfer portal? If so, how will this affect OU recruiting? Uh, he's apparently in a little trouble, right? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Little bit of trouble, mm-hmm. which I you couldn't pay me to care about what Jackson Mahomes does, but yeah, yeah, he's I he's definitely in some trouble. Sean says, Mike, you're the songbird of this generation, surpassing Brennan Huff. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you very much. I I appreciate that. Yes, thank you. Who who is the greatest rock and roll lead singer in your opinion? Is it Freddie Mercury? I mean, in terms of range, mm-hmm. probably so. I, I probably think I'd go Freddie with Freddie Mercury. Mercury. Uh, Who's your favorite uh, female rock and roll lead singer, female? Uh, it's got to be Stevie Nicks. I don't know that there's anybody else in her class, in my opinion. But my favorite female voice, and I'm going to sound like a total wimp because I am, Karen Carpenter. Karen Carpenter would be my go-to. Yes, I just said it. I love the Carpenters. Now, I know probably half of our audience has no idea who the Carpenters are. And they're a little bit wimpy, but Karen Carpenter, great voice, and she can even play the drums. So there you go. Colin KC says, hey, Steely, sorry for calling you a wiener yesterday. You killed the Edmund Fitzgerald song. Now, I was laughing about being called a wiener. I thought it was kind of funny. Been a long time since I've been called a wiener. Have you ever been called a wiener in your life? See, that that to me was like fifth grade fighting words back in the day. If you got called a wiener at lunchtime, there was going to be a throwdown. You know, at when you finished your lunch, you were going to go out and take it outside. Those were fighting words. So, yeah, no problem, Cole. I kind of enjoyed it, actually. Frisco Sooner says, guys, when I say this, trust me, I'm not trying to rag on the Jordan Tyson kid, but I'm just asking. Do you guys think he brings that much value to, in my opinion, a pretty deep wide receiver core? I guess what I mean is I could see if this kid was a proven all-conference type player, but he just seems to me to be like another body. Parker, I think what's kind of going on is uh, they are looking at just getting as many bodies as they can scholarship-wise in there and let it play out is what it looks like to me. Like, you know, there's some guys like, like you said. I think they think Nick Anderson could be a real, really good player for him. But so far, he's been a little bit like Rodney in that he's injury prone. 
and they just don't have a lot of proven commodities there at all. So I think it looks to me like they are, once again, trying to get as many bodies in there, letting them sort it out and see, you know, let the competition play out and see who they have. Now, I will say this, and I don't know if I mentioned this earlier. One guy that Jordan Tyson goes back a long, long way with is Michael Hawkins. And if you look at what Jordan Tyson did his final year of high school as a senior at Allen High, catching passes from Michael Hawkins back in mm-hmm. 2021, yep. you ready for these numbers, Steely? Because they're impressive. 80 catches, yeah. 1,518 yards, 12 receiving touchdowns. So, familiarity, definitely working in OU's favor right now. And to me, if you're going to bring in another wide receiver that you think can be a contributor down the road, why not bring in a guy that already has a connection with the quarterback that you're bringing to campus next January to presumably be your quarterback of the future? So the Jordan Tyson move makes a ton of sense to me. And I I think wide receiver is one of those positions where you understand – it doesn't make a ton of sense to use one-year rentals. It more makes sense to just stockpile the room and be willing to process the guys out that can't hang. Yeah, and uh, Jordan Tyson has a lot of eligibility left talked about, so we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen there. By the way, uh, the Drake, Drake Dykin, has uh, weighed in on the uh, conversation about rock and roll voices. Uh, the Drake says Robert Plant of Zeppelin, male voice, Ann Wilson of Hearts for the female voice. Ann Wilson's pretty good. She's got a great voice, but she didn't have that Stevie Nicks vibe of I might be a witch going on, you know, as well. I might be a witch? And to me, yes, Stevie Nicks. That was the rumor. That was the rumor that she was a witch. The song Ryanin is a song about a witch, and uh, she's closely associated with that song. So... You know, she kind of had that going for it, too. Plus, she looked really good in her prime. So, a slight edge to Stevie Nicks, but Ann Wilson's not bad. All right, 405-651-3439. It sounded to me like uh, TJ and T-Row were trying to halt the uh, the tawdriness that was going on in the text line. Come on, people, you got to do this. What, they it's don't the, like the nip? I, I think they were trying to... They were trying nip to the nip, nip, the in, nip. It, in the bud. <laughs> yes, they were trying to nip the nip this morning. It sounded that way when I was tuned in that, uh, come on, people, you know, this is a reputable business. They've been in business forever. They've even sponsored a lot of stuff on the ref back in the day. Can Nipplemeyer Chevrolet? 405-651-3439 is the Can Nipplemeyer text line. They, they are getting a lot of work out of this, though, I'm telling you. Let's go back to the text line here. I have heard and read that OU has more players than the NCAA allows right now. Is that right? If so, how does that get remedied by fall? How can they keep adding players? Look, I won't pretend to be an expert on how the scholarship numbers can get fudged. I do know the most straightforward solution is just to process guys and send them to the portal, which Oklahoma has done on several occasions this spring. You look at the departures thus far. you got Jaden Davis, Corey Roberson. Uh, Jamarian Burt, DeMond Harmon, and who am I forgetting, Steely? Uh, Colin Montgomery. There you go. There you go. So those are the five guys that have departed OUV the portal. 
they still got to cool the fold a little bit between now and the time that fall ball opens up. But there are ways to do that beyond just processing players of the portal, as I understand it. Again, you start dealing with scholarships, and I'm glad it's not a day-to-day responsibility in my job because there's a lot of red tape and a lot of nuance to it. So I won't pretend that I have all the answers. Here's all I know. Oklahoma was in the exact same position at this time last year. They had too many scholarship guys. They figured it out by the time the season rolled around. So it's something that several people in that building within the Switzer Center get pl- get paid penny pl- get get paid plenty of money to be able to take care of, and you'd expect that all of that will be resolved because again, it's part of those people's job to be mindful of those limitations. It will work itself out. That's uh, that's what's going to happen. All right, here at Cabins, you need uh, something worked out after an emergency because I can't imagine the feeling if you get flooding in your home, you get mold in your home, you have a fire that breaks out, even if it's a smaller fire, maybe it's a kitchen fire or something, it's going to do damage. And the best place to call is where I am right now, Cabins Group, here in the Norman, Oklahoma City area 405-573-3048 Tulsa area 918-282-7612 they are the very best and you're always looking to get the best in the business to go to work for you right in anything and they're going to do it for you at a fair price and they have all the experts in the field the very best here at Cavens Group all right break time Mike Steely here at Cavens Parker back in the Buffalo Wild Wing studio on a Wednesday Back to the text line, and we will hear from Patty Gasso on the uh, Tulsa victory uh, yesterday up in T-Town. We'll do that next right here on The Ref. Oh, yes, there it is. Now you love that song, don't you, Parker? Have you ever heard that song before? I'd never heard it. I'd never heard it before yesterday. I'd heard other Gordon Lightfoot songs. I'd never heard this one, until, at least not in its entirety, until mm-hmm. you sang it. So your rendition was the first rendition I ever heard. It's quite the uh, tale, isn't it? It really is. And it's a true story. The wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, and uh, at least I didn't get completely booed this time. But, uh, you know, it was off-key, and it was my best effort. And that's all you can do, kids. Give us your best effort, right? Your best effort. All right, uh, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Here at Cavens Group on a Wednesday, always great to be out here. Duke the Wonder Dog is back this week. That is really cool as well. All right, uh, Suitors win last night in Tulsa 6-zip. Elisa Brito with a grand slam in the seventh inning. Jordy Ball, Nicole May, Kirsten Deal, and Alex Storacco combined for a shutout on the mound for Oklahoma. 29 shutouts on the season. The Sooners improved to 46-1. and They have won 38 games in a row. Offense maybe a little bit sluggish to come around, but eventually they put six on the board. Here is Patty Gasso on the win last night in T-Town. I think our pitching staff and our defense saved us. I think offensively, we were halfway, we, we were ha- one foot in, one foot out. To me, the MVP of this game was Sophia because that at bat was just created this momentum and kind of handed the torch to Brito, who just did a phenomenal job. But um, disappointed, actually, with all these fans coming out here and wanting to see the Sooners do their thing. 
I think we came off a little sluggish and a little sloppy. And I wish we had a better uh, approach, but our pitching staff was outstanding and our defense was as well. So speaking of that pitching staff, you told us before the game you were going to go with all your pitchers tonight, all of them, including Kirsten Deal, with the opportunity she got. They looked great. Yeah, we just wanted to give Kirsten like a lefty matchup. She did her job and you know, I'm tired of it happening to us. So I thought, let's see what it looks like against somebody else. And so um, it's a win. And Tulsa fought hard, and their pitching staff did a really nice job as well. So I think we just chalk it up as a, an opportunity to win a midweek and get some rest and get reset and get ready for the weekend. There you go, Patty Gasso last night on the Sooners' win in uh, Tulsa. They'll be in Stillwater this weekend for Bedlam against the Cowgirls Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oklahoma State, 41-9 and of the year. Kenny Gajewski, again, has done a tremendous job of that program. Uh, but uh, the Cowgirls have lost six of their last eight. They are playing, I believe, tonight at North Texas. So a uh, game weather pending, of course, uh, for the Cowgirls coming up tonight. All right, Riverwind Casino. Another fine organization. Love working with the folks at Riverwind. They've got a big promotion happening uh, Friday night. Be thinking about this. You want to go out and win some cash and bonus play? <clears throat> you can do it at Riverwind on Friday night. It's the 15K Festive Friday promotion. Win your share of $15,000 coming up this Friday. Uh, the folks at Riverwind are going to be holding hot seat drawings every half hour. Their preliminary drawing begins at 7 p.m. last to 11.30. Bunch of winners are going to get $400 in cash each. Heck of a deal. And then just before midnight at 11.59, three grand prize winners are going to be drawn out to receive $1,000 in cash each plus any unclaimed cash from the preliminary drawings. If somebody doesn't show up when they call their name and uh, $400 bucks is left on the table there, that's going to go to you know the uh, three grand prize winners. So a great promotion again. The folks at Riverwind are always rolling those out. The 15K Festive Fridays coming up this Friday. Preliminary drawings again, 7 to 11.30. And then the grand prize drawings uh, just before midnight. Another reason why Riverwind Casino is simply the best. All right. Uh, we have time for a few texts before we close out hour number one. Let's do it. Great song, great job, Steel Man. Uh, everybody, it, you know, it's funny. Everybody is now chiming in with their thoughts on who the best male and best female rock vocalist of all time is, uh, from the nine, four, one Elvis is the King. Uh, somebody said Stevie Nicks for female vocalist. Chris Cornell has a vote in the male category as does great voice. Miles yeah. Kennedy. Uh, <laughs> wait, an OKC says Steely seems more like a Celine Dion guy. No, I'm not, and I know the Carpenters, liking the Carpenters is very wimpy, but I, I just, uh, I've always liked Karen Carpenter's voice quite a bit, and uh, Karen Carpenter was kind of cool because she could put, just go to YouTube, Karen Carpenter drumming, and she becomes a lot cooler. From the 580, hey, Steel Man, if it could be yesterday once more, I would have been on top of the world for your superstar rendition of Close to You. <laughs> Oh, uh, it was pretty good. Pretty good. Tyler from Kellyville wants to know how many years of eligibility Jordan Tyson would have were he to transfer to Oklahoma. He would have three years, three years of eligibility. He is a rising sophomore after spending one season at Colorado. Another listener in the 405 says, uh, Jordan Tyson is explosive, had a great freshman year. 
in an awful offense. And I think that's what really stands out about a guy like that, Steely, is when he can produce when a progr- when his the program that he plays for has absolutely nothing going for them offensively. That's why so many folks were excited about Eric Gray whenever he transferred from Tennessee to Oklahoma is because they looked at what he did in 2020 mm-hmm. right. in that abysmal Tennessee offense and concluded, okay, you put more weapons around this guy, you take the, fo- the, the focus solely off of him, and he's going to have even more leeway to be successful and be able to run effectively. No doubt, and uh, according to Sooner fans on the Plank Show this morning, it sounds like they feel like uh, Jordan Tyson will be catching uh, footballs from uh, Jackson Arnold at some point uh, this year because there was some uh, (laughs) negative Dylan Gabriel stuff happening on the text line. Uh, Some of it, and some of it was positive, but a lot of negative. But that's playing quarterback at the University of Oklahoma and coming off a 6-7 and season. All right, here at Cavens, Gary will join us uh, coming up next hour. We've got Eric Bailey on the way next hour. I think that Eric's coming on with Plank tomorrow, too, so we've got a lot of Eric Bailey on the way. Eric uh, did the color commentary on the Sooner softball game last night. Bruce Howard, the voice of the Golden Hurricane, uh, did the uh, play-by-play. Thought they did a nice job. So all that coming up next hour here on The Ref. Spending a Wednesday out here at Cavens Group. We've got the man, Gary Cavens himself, out with us. Mike Steely, Parker Thune, jumping into hour number two here on the Home of Sooner Fans. We'll get back to some of your texts here in a little bit. A lot more Sooner football to get into. Uh, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. That's 405-651-3439. We've had... uh, you know, an overcast today. We had a lot of rain last week. We had some bad weather coming in a couple weeks ago. There's a lot of moisture hanging out, and uh, I know a lot of people like that. Shay likes it for the yard and the flowers and all of that stuff, the flower beds. But you know what comes along with that sometimes, Mr. Mold, and you don't want to meet Mr. Mold, right, Gary? You don't want to meet Mr. Mold. We definitely need the rain for our lawns and the flowers. I know my lawn definitely needs it, and you know, but along comes if you have any water intrusion on your house or your business, you know, if that doesn't get addressed, then you can end up with mold issues, too. Yes. And uh, how difficult is it for the average person in their home to find mold or know even what it's look like, what it looks like? Or is there an odor to it? Uh, how do you know that you have it? Because I would think most people wouldn't have any idea you know it's really good that you asked that question because the answer is sometimes you know sometimes you don't know and what you're looking for is water staining anywhere that you have had a water intrusion in your home or business uh, where water staining has started to show through the sheetrock or the ceiling tiles or um, through the woodwork that's a good sign that you probably have symptoms and have a water intrusion issue number one and number two behind that behind that baseboard behind that sheetrock you may have mold and that's where we come in and investigate it and see if it's just water damage and just need the water repaired um, on the outside so you're not getting it and you don't end up with mold or two has it become a mold issue um, and we, we do this all the time uh, we get called out we look at it we investigate we figure out what's going on but you as the homeowner or you as the business owner you're looking for water staining uh, you're looking for any kind of growth on walls or anything like that. There is a smell to mold. Um, 
it's similar to like a um, gym sock, locker room sock. Oh it's yeah, that's like my cologne. That's, that's my cologne Axe body spray. It's called gym sock. So, <laughs> gym yeah. sock. There you go. So like gym, if you have that kind of smell going on in a certain area of your house, that can do it. There's a couple of different smells that go with mold, and, and the more you're around it, like us that are our certified assessors and inspectors we can we know that smell because we're around it all the time but that's the closest way to explain it's kind of like a dirty gym sock for sure all right and you do water uh mold fire remediation and restoration and we've talked about this a lot but it's kind of like you've got to be in in if you're going to be successful in any business, you got to be a top on top of what the newest trends are, the newest stuff is. And I'm not talking to like social media. I'm talking about you guys going to all these classes everywhere to learn the latest techniques on how to deal with this stuff. And it seems like that's a lot of what you guys do too. Maybe when you're not as busy and you're out in the field that you're learning your craft. All the time. A hundred percent. We're always homing our skills and working on that. Um, Jessica VT, one of our mold inspectors that also works in water losses and other ish fire issues and stuff like that. She just got recertified for trauma, blood, crime scene cleanup. Um, you know, if there is a body that was left there over a period of time or an accident that happened and there's blood all over the business or the home, we are certified to come in and clean that up. And Jessica just finished that up. She was in that training recertification Monday and Tuesday. Last week, I was recertifying as a mold assessor for two days. And tomorrow, I'm going to Dallas for the day to work on uh, up. Uh, fire and smoke cleanup, uh, redoing some additional training for that. So we are always developing, and we're and we're always taking that information from our class, and we're training our entire team, and and trickling that down because it's big for us. Is you know we like to play Iron Man, and what we do is everybody goes both both sides all the time. We cross train so that if one of our guys ends up in a situation, he knows how to handle it, and he doesn't have to call three other guys from the other side of town. One guy knows how to do it because we're training them and cross-training them every single day. We have morning meetings, and we go through training, and we go through what the schedule is for the day. And that's part of our um, that's part of our process and part of our beliefs here at Cavens. You know, and it, it would be easy when you're on top already, like you guys are, to just say, you know what, we got this. But that's not the way you guys operate, and that's why you stay on top is because you're staying on uh, track with all the latest trends and the very best uh, ways to deal with all this stuff. That's why you guys are uh, are the best. All right. We were talking about this off the air, and I know my man Chris Smith out here heads up roofing. And, uh, you know, roof re- replacement and repairs, roof inspections, you guys do that. Uh, you know, you're one of the best, of course, in that area as well. There's no doubt about it. But I, I can remember, this is a story I was relating to you, when, you know, we get so much hail in Oklahoma, it seems like, you know, every year you're just thinking, all right, is this new roof going to withstand storm season? And uh, there was one year the storms came through, of course, and it, my wife, Shay, at time at that time, I was only doing morning radio. That was it. So I was getting up at like 2.45 in the morning to get up and get in at 3.30 for two hours of prep to go in the air at 5.30. Uh, so I would nap about three hours in the afternoon. That I had to do that. That's the only way I could get all my sleep in my, if I was going to watch all the sports. So Shay, the first time somebody came by, one of the roofers came by, she put up a sign on the glass outside door that said, no soliciting, we have a roofing company, basically 
you know, one of us sleeps in the afternoon. We do not want to be disturbed. Please, no soliciting. These roofing companies did not care. what That doorbell was ringing all the time, all the time. And Shay would even get up, and she was working at the time. She worked from home, and she would say and she very nicely, you know, there's a sign here that said we, we have a roofing company, and we're sleeping during the afternoon because of our work schedule, yet you're still ringing the doorbell. Well, man, we can make you a better offer, you know, that kind of thing. I couldn't believe it. I started calling them roofing scum because they did not care one bit. They were just out there, and they didn't care who they were waking up, what the sign said. They were ringing that doorbell. No, they're roofless. And they're roofless roofers. Roofless roofers. Now, you guys don't operate that way, but you were telling me a story. There was a group out impersonating your company right yeah that was it was really interesting it was a couple of years ago back and uh we got a call from several of our customers on the west side of norman and they were like hey um you know we've already got contracts signed with you guys we know we're doing roofing with you guys we've been with you guys forever and you guys are knocking on the door ringing the doorbell asking us to 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 come you know, to sign a contract and stuff. And we were like, no, that's not right. We're not, we don't do that. And that's not part of our business we do. And uh, sure enough, we drove out there and there was a group out there that had um, basically kind of copycatted our name and they were trying to sell roofs and get people to sign contracts. They had they like were an out-of-state contractor. They had like your logo on their shirts and everything. It something was the that looked almost thing. I it mean, was crazy. So they were trying to impersonate because they, they knew were. your reputation here and like, hey, this is Cavens. All right, it's it crazy. So crazy. We called the cops on them and everything. It was just, I mean, I could, I it astonished me when I saw it. I was like, you know, I've been doing this a long time, and you know, my dad's been in this business before I was in the business. If he was on the manufacturing side, and I've just never seen anything like this. And I was just, I'm, 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 I'm amazed at what out-of-state roofers and some of the in-state roofers that aren't so reputable just go out and do and you know it's just not necessary people need help they don't need to be harassed yeah we've got a company literally across the street when that last hailstorm came through they're from kansas they moved in they changed the phone number on all their trucks and they they started selling themselves as a local company and they and they're from kansas yeah and so yeah it's just you know, amazing look and i don't want to demean anybody who works as a roofer or no, has a roofing no, company not at all because there's a lot of good ones when, and when you're a lot do, of good ones. when you're doing that though when a sign specifically says do not ring the doorbell and you don't care that's where i'm like that that was just ridiculous and i, I realize not everybody does that but there are enough to do and look when a when a hailstorm hits you know, it's like ants at a picnic. I understand everybody flows here, but you want to go with somebody with a good reputation, and certainly Cavens is that. Anything and, else we need to know, Gary? And there's a lot of other roofers that have been around a long time in Oklahoma that are reputable, too. Right. You just want to get somebody that has a name that you've recognized, that you've seen you know, for the, uh, a few years, you know they're local, and they're going to take care of you in the long run with the leaks and that. Because they're, they are, those out-of-state roofers are really tricky when stuff happens, and they come in from Florida, they come in from Texas, they come in from Colorado, they come in from California, and they're just really good at what they do, and they're, 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 it's kind of bad what, what they do sometimes. But there's definitely a lot of good, good roofers out there in Oklahoma other than Cavens. And you just, you know, my firm belief, and I tell everybody this when I meet with them uh, personally with people, I tell them, look, even if you don't hire me, just hire somebody that you know that's been local, that's been around, 
and, and that way you know that they're going to take care of you after the storm and take care of the warranty work, and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, and that happened after a big hailstorm, of course, and I'm, I'm sure they were out of uh, state roofers trying to pass themselves off as a local company. So, again, there are good roofers out there. I still just couldn't believe that. It's like there's a sign that says don't ring the doorbell, and it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, Gary, it's great to be out here. Hey, Duke's back. Great having you. Duke is back, our official Duke radio is. mascot is he's, back. He's right over there, right beside you. He just, he just stays in here when you're here. Well, you know, I'm a big dog guy, so we love dogs, and Duke is Duke's one of the best. So great seeing you, Gary. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Mike. Gary Cavins joining us, Cavins Group. All right, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's get to all of your texts coming up in the next segment. All of your texts about Sooner football, anything on your mind. How about the Lakers winning at Golden State last night? Anthony Davis showed up and showed out 30 points, 23 rebounds, 6 assists, and 4 blocks. Pretty good. Hillbilly Kobe, Austin Reeves, 10 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. The Lakers win game one at Golden State. Coming right back here on the ref. Here we are back at Cavens Group. Good to have you with us. Mike Steely along with Parker Thune. I'm out here at Cavens and Parker back in the Buffalo Wild Wings studios. Ryan Hibble has done a great job as the Sooner golf coach, no doubt about it. Great guy, great coach, and uh, the Sooners recently dominated the Big 12 championships. The uh, Norman Regional has been announced. The field will be the Sooners, along with Texas Tech, Alabama, uh, Ole Miss, Wake Forest, Duke, and uh, LSU. North Florida, Colorado, Kansas, UNC Wilmington, Louisiana, Princeton, Arkansas, Pine Bluff, Regional at Norman again, that's going to be a heck of a deal. And those are the uh, regional announcements that are out today. The University of Oklahoma will be hosting a uh, regional May 15th through the 17th at Jimmy Austin. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're here at Cavens, and we want to hear from you on our text line, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Let's get there right now. To the nip. Is Devon Mitchell staying in the class of 2025? Asks one listener. Well, here's what I tell. Here's what I can tell you. He's not staying in the class of 2025 if he can help it. He's doing everything possible right now to get uh, reclassified into the 2024 cycle. And I was actually just exchanging texts with Devon this morning. Everything still looks good there as far as that process. So, as of right now, the plan is still for Mitchell to reclassify into 2024. Um, and Oklahoma's still in good shape there, you think? Very good shape. Very good shape. Uh, Shark says, should we stay away from wagering on the Alabama golf team as well? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe, 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 maybe. I don't know. Who's a, a Bama? Oh, Justin Thomas, of course, would be a Bama golfer. A great one. Anyway. Uh, so, anyway. 405-651. Have you ever run into out-of-state roofing scum, Parker? Out-of-state roofing scum. No, I can't yes. say that I have. All right. Just uh, if a hailstorm comes up, call Cavins. You know, and, and how cool is Gary? He's basically saying, yeah, there are a lot of really good local roofers also besides us. It's the kind of guy that Gary is. But you've got to watch out. Be very careful when the out-of-state roofing scum shows up because they're very aggressive. You've got to be very careful. 
Just saying. Okay, back to the text line here. Jordan Tyson, great punt returner. Can never have too many of those on a roster. Now, um, Oklahoma has not had a punt return for a touchdown since D.D. Westbrook against Kansas in 2016. Hmm. So Long time. I mean, yeah, Antonio Perkins said, what, three in one game? Uh-huh. How about that? Uh, from the 405, OU needs another tight end in the portal. If Stogner goes down, then yikes. I, I see that point regurgitated a lot, and I don't agree because – I think when Caden Helms and Jason Llewellyn get healthy, which they will, as a matter of fact, Helms could have gone in the spring game. They just elected to hold him out as a precautionary measure. Once those two guys get back up to speed and you throw in Cade McIntyre coming in as a freshman, Blake Smith caught a touchdown pass with a club on his hand in the spring game, I think Oklahoma's just fine at tight end. That is my opinion, Steely. Well, there, there's a lot of unproven uh you know, players on the roster, but they were pretty highly recruited. And, uh, hey, think about this. Blake Smith caught a touchdown pass with a club on one hand, right? I mean, I know he's going to be more of a blocker, and that's probably would be his role, but at the same time, we'll see. And if you know what we're going to hear about if Austin Stogner, for whatever reason, either doesn't produce – like we expect him to produce, or maybe he does have a, an injury problem or something, and cross your fingers on that, you're going to be hearing about who? M.C. Malachi Coleman. And now you've just made the entire text line pissed again, Steely. Who may be the next Kyle Pitts. That's what I'm expecting. From the 405, didn't Jordan Tyson play football at Allen with Michael Hawkins Jr.? Yes, we were talking about that at the bottom of last hour. Tyson and Hawkins were teammates at Allen in 2021. Um, sorry, I just got a text that completely – things are happening, Steely. Things that we'll be able to discuss come locked in in the 2 o'clock hour. Um, any updates on the status of Keon Brown, asks Kyle from Shawnee. Uh, so OU, and this this has been making the rounds again over the last couple of days, Keon Brown is a guy, uh, Oklahoma's been concerned about his ability to qualify for a little while, but mm-hmm. uh, he's got about three weeks left in his spring semester in high school, so too early to say uh, whether or not he will qualify, but the concerns about his grades are something that OU has been aware of and been apprehensive about for quite some time, so nothing new there. When they took his commitment last summer, they knew that was an issue. There you go. All right, 405-651-3439. Again, OU Men's Golf, we learned that uh, the Sooners are going to be hosting the regional at Jimmy Austin, and again, uh, that will be happening uh, soon, obviously. And uh, for the Sooners in the regional, uh, they are the number two seed in the regional. Tech was the uh, awarded the uh, number one seed in the uh, OU regional. They also have um, conference champions coming, uh, UNC Wilmington, Louisiana, Princeton, and Arkansas Pine Bluff are coming to Norman. Uh, top 20 teams that are coming to Norman, Alabama number 17 in the country, Ole Miss at number 18, uh, Wake Forest, Duke, LSU, North, North Florida, Colorado, and Kansas also, again, are uh, coming to the uh, Norman Regional. So that is coming 
The Sooners, again, are the two seed in their own regional, which would be May 15th through the 17th at the Jimmy. All right, 405-651-3439, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's go. So, uh, Sorry, I was kind of in the middle of a thought earlier on Jordan Tyson when I got distracted by a few texts that all came in simultaneously. So, again, things are happening behind the scenes right now. But uh, Jordan Tyson and Michael Hawkins were teammates at Allen in 2021, and Tyson was Hawkins' number one option in the passing game. He had over 1,500 yards receiving on 80 catches and 12 touchdowns. So, Odds are you pair him back up with Hawkins, and maybe that doesn't happen for two or three years down the road once Arnold's time has come and gone at Oklahoma. But I'd imagine those two and their chemistry that go back a long way, uh, that's going to work in Oklahoma's favor in the long run, assuming Tyson is still around by the time Hawkins is the starting quarterback. And in the short term, the very fact that Hawkins is going to Oklahoma makes OU all the more alluring of a destination for Tyson. I, I got one uh, off Twitter, DM. The old DM question. Steely, who were the most charismatic athletes that you were around when you were reporting OU stuff? And, again, I, I'm not really reporting. I mean, I do report OU stuff, but I'm not a reporter per se. Parker's doing that. Uh, charismatic, pretty easy for uh, the first two if I'm going by sport. Football, it was the buzz. I mean, no doubt about it. And um, basketball would be Wayman Tisdale. Easily. And, again, uh, there were a lot of other uh, athletes that I interviewed all the time back in the day then that were cool and I liked uh, talking to. They were great people. Keith Jackson was pretty charismatic as well. But there wasn't anyone in the same ballpark as the Boz back in the day. And Wayman Tisdale was always super nice to me. Uh, he was a year behind me at OU, and we kind of struck up, you know, I, anytime I, I had a chance to talk with him, he was very much, as long as, you know, sports information improved it back in the day and everything, but he was always great. Always, you guys know Wayman back in the day. He always had a smile on his face. Very genuine guy. So it would be Boz in football, Wayman in basketball. Baseball, for me, probably Bobby Witts would be the guy back in the day. So those three, the Boz, Wayman, Bobby Witt. Doesn't Bobby Witt's kid, isn't he play, is he playing mm-hmm. for the Royals? Yeah. I don't know. I don't keep yeah. up with Major League Baseball Absolutely. as much as I used to. But wasn't he like a top five draft pick? Oh, yeah. Back? Yeah, big time player. No doubt. Superstar ability, no question about it. And uh, Bobby Witt, of course, I remember the Cannon from Canton. He was from uh, Canton, Massachusetts. And uh, really good dude, Bobby Witt. Back to the text line here. What would be your projected starting offensive line for OU if all are healthy in fall? Go ahead, Steely, take a shot. We got Andrew Rame, right? Going to be healthy. Uh, I think the uh, Walter Rouse kid will be at a tackle. Hmm. Those are the two uh, that are pretty obvious. And uh, then you've got. The two Jakes, would you say? And who am I forgetting? I'm leaving out a name. Okay, so run down your list so far now. Well, yeah, you've Rain, got Andrew Rain, Walter Rouse, and then uh, you're probably talking about uh, Jacob Sexton. And uh, who's the kid who came in from uh, Miami of Ohio? 
Caleb Schaefer. Caleb Schaefer's got a shot. What else are you thinking for so the O-line? here's what I would say. Initially, because I don't think Jake Sexton right now, I don't feel like they're going to rush him back to action. So I do think once he's healthy again, he's a starting tackle. Uh, put a guy like that on either side, it doesn't really matter. But I think at, at week one, your starting tackles are going to be Walter Rouse and Tyler Guyton. I think. Yeah, the, God, how could I forget Guyton? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think for now your center is Rame. I guess he's got to get his head screwed on completely straight between now and then, though. At guard, I will go Caleb Schaefer. And, man, I, I just don't have a ton of confidence in McCade Mattire to be able to hold off Savion Bird and maybe Jake Taylor. Uh, I guess I'll say Mattire, though, just because it's the safe answer. Savion Bird uh, is what – Bird is now, what, a redshirt sophomore? And, and Tyler Guyton actually has two years left, right? Isn't he like a – isn't uh, Tyler Guyton a redshirt junior? So both of those guys would have, a you know, a lot of time. Josh Bates eventually uh, you think would be a guy that's going to have uh, – do some good things for Oklahoma. They say he's just nasty, Josh Bates, right? Yeah, Josh Bates is going to provide some healthy heat to whoever your starting center is, whether yeah. that's Andrew Rame or maybe they land Troy Everett. Who's to say? But either way, Joshua Bates isn't going to start in year one, but that dude's competitive enough and he's fierce enough that he's going to provide quite a push. All right, break time here at Cavens Group on uh, this Wednesday edition of Steel Man and Thune. We are going to be joined by Eric Bailey on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. We'll talk about the uh, Sooners getting it done over the Golden Hurricane 6-zip last night, Eric got to do the color commentary. He's becoming a legendary uh, softball coach up in the Tulsa area, from what I'm hearing as well. In addition to being the nicest guy in the Oklahoma media, he's now becoming a softball coaching legend. That's the word. We'll ask him about it, talk a little sooner football as well, next, right here on The Ref. Coming back with a classic and uh, getting ready to talk to a classic. On the Riverwind hotline, the one, the only, Eric Bailey. The man's a beat writer, extraordinaire, has been for a long time now. He is becoming a uh, green country renowned uh, softball coach. And uh, now he is a color commentator extraordinaire. Eric, welcome in. I know you're going to be on plank tomorrow. Man, we need to put you on the payroll now. I'm going to alert the vineyards that Eric Bailey needs to go on the payroll. But uh, tell us about the experience last night, uh, both, you know, the atmosphere there, the Sooners win 6-zip, and you got to do the color with uh, Bruce Howard. How was it? Well, first of all, it's always good to be with you and on with you and Parker. Uh, nervous, nerve-wracking. I've never done that before. Never felt comfortable the whole time. Man, I can fake it good because my heart was beating 100 miles an hour every inning because I just didn't want to screw up. I didn't want to step on Bruce. I... I I was nervous. I was a nervous wreck. Uh, fortunately, Bruce is a pro. He's one of the best. He's a good friend, so we were able to make it through. But it, it, it was different, but it was fun. You know, 20 years from now when I uh, when I retire, I'm going to say, hey, you know what? I'm glad I did that. So it was a good time. That's good, Eric. Glad to hear you on the mic a little bit. And obviously you are, as Steely mentioned, a softball coach extraordinaire up in green country. So very few in that area that know the game. 
as well as you. Now, as we kind of start to make the transition from spring football on into the summer lull and eventually uh, getting back to fall camp in August and getting things rolling again at Oklahoma, we've seen a lot of offers go out to portal players since spring ended for Oklahoma. We saw a couple departures in addition to the few that had already trickled away, Jamarian Burt, Damon Harmon, Colin Montgomery, all in the portal within the last few days. So you look around this roster, do you see a position group or two where you feel like OU definitely needs to add another body? You know, Parker, it's funny because we knew this was going to happen when spring football ended. We were going to rotate and, you know, there were going to be some reassessing, you know, both from the coach's perspective as well as the player's perspective. I mean, is this a right fit for either party? And, you know, some of these were probably mutual agreements. Said, yeah, it's time to move on. It's probably a good idea to move on. I think if you're Oklahoma, you, you still you can't get enough defensive linemen. I really don't think. I think you, you feel you start to feel a little better of where you're at now, but I still don't think you can get enough of those guys. And the hard thing is everyone's looking for defensive linemen. It's a position of need for everybody, not of just of need, but just to create depth and competition. And that'll always be. I think no matter when we have this conversation. Uh, especially with the move to the SEC, I think the defensive line is going to be the one spot where you're always going to say, hey, we could use another quality, experienced player at that spot. Uh, hey, yeah, it'll create depth, it'll create competition. I think that's the one spot that I'm just really, really curious to see if that continues. And, you know, Todd Bates is one of the best in the business. Um, and, uh, you know, he's he, he left Clemson with really, really, a really, really good resume. And now he's at Oklahoma trying to rebuild things here. Uh, it's not easy work. It really isn't. I mean, and you're hoping if you're an Oklahoma fan, oh, you can be where Clemson was five years from now. After five years with Todd Bates, can Oklahoma be there at that same position? We'll, we'll wait and see. Eric Bailey, our guest on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. I'm here at Cavens Group on uh, this Wednesday edition of Steel Man and Thune. All right, I want to ask you about Dylan Gabriel because – uh, there was conversation coming up, uh, came up this morning, and it, it started when I heard on the Plank Show because everybody was talking about Jordan Tyson, the uh, potential transfer uh, wide receiver who's visiting OU, and will he wind up at OU? And the Sooners, man, how, do, how are they doing at wide receiver? Do they have what they need at wide receiver? There's a lot of uh, you know names people talk about, but not a lot of proven commodities on the roster, uh, particularly behind Jalil Farouk and Drake Stoops. But then it turned to, on the text line, well, receiver isn't a problem. Quarterback is part of the problem, too, where people are coming after Dylan Gabriel. What do you think the Sooners have in Dylan Gabriel at quarterback, and what do you expect to see out of him uh, in his second season at OU? Just look at the history of the position. I mean, the bar has been so, so high. It's been set just so, so high. We're starting with, you know, Baker Mayfield. Then you had Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts, Spencer Rattler, and 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 you know Caleb Williams. It just it it's amazing what the position has been over the past six years. And and you know not only it's been it's been similar to been the best in college football history, not just in recent history, college football history, because you had Heisman winners, you had runner ups. You got, well, and you think about it, you really you had three Heisman winners. It, it's incredible. Um, so. I think that the bar set so high that Dylan Gabriel, it's always, you know, we always talk about it when you try to replace a legend at, at a coach, at a coach, a head coach at a school. This is almost replacing a, a position where there's been legends built. And it's not easy. Uh, I think he's a good quarterback. I think that he's still learning. I don't think, you know, I, I don't think he's, you know, as 
you know, it's not not with all due respect, he's not as gifted as some of those other names I just rattled. Mm-hmm. But he's a good quarterback. He's someone that you can build an offense around. It's just, and I hate to use the word spoiled, but I really think fans are spoiled by what they've had at that position. I think he'll be okay this year. I think, you know, another year in Lebby's system, another year getting settled. Uh, he is, you know, you look at the Big 12 and the quarterbacks in, he is the guy that a lot of people are going to look at. So as the offense goes, he goes. I think they're they're going to be okay this year. Uh, and uh, But that being said, he is going to have to improve. He is going to have to make some improvements. Eric, what's your level of concern regarding the wide receiver room? Because you look at that core top to bottom, Jalil Farouk and Drake Stoops are the only guys coming back that caught more than three passes at Oklahoma last year. But that said, it's not all that different from years past at Oklahoma. You look at, for instance, 2020, where they opened the season with a guy named Obi Obialo penciled in as a starting <laughs> wideout. And by the end of the year, some true freshman named Marvin Mims is taking the college football world by storm. So you trust that somebody's going to emerge or is the lack of experience cause for apprehension in your mind? I think the lack of experience is cause for apprehension. Yet you, you hit the nail on the head, Parker, when you said, you know, it's likely someone will emerge. I think that there are some names, there are some players there that just need an opportunity I mean, I, I really want to see what Andrew Anthony can do. Uh, you know, he had some, some time in Michigan and, and did a couple things. But, you know, wh- how is he going to fit in this offense? They need some speed. They, they really need that deep threat. I think that's what they really, really need. Marvin Mims was outstanding. I, I, he's going to be – we talked about, you know, top players you're trying to replace. Marvin Mims, you really almost took him for granted. His acrobatic catches over his career were amazing. He had outstanding hands. And you just need to make sure that you have that. Um, you know, and, and Jalil Farouk, this is his time to shine. You know, all eyes are going to be on him. How is he going to handle that? What's it going to be like to have, you know, be under the microscope a little more and have those higher expectations? It's one thing in April to say, hey, I'm ready for it. Bring it on. But it's another thing when September rolls around and, you know, you still have to have that confident swagger. You still have to know that you can go out there and do it. Uh, I think years from now we'll look back and say Drake Stoops, was outstanding. I mean, just a great third-down receiver, just someone that you could sure, talk about sure hands again, and, and a kid that's not afraid to go out and block and be physical. So you know what you have in those two, but you really do. You're right. You do need someone to step up. I think someone will emerge at that position. I don't know who it will be, uh, but I think someone will emerge at that spot, and, and, and you know, it's going to make the offense go. It's just it's, it's a big question mark right now. All right, just a couple minutes left, Eric. Uh, since you saw the Sooners in action last night in the Diamond, uh, you know, 11 straight Big 12 championships for OU, obviously back-to-back national titles, heavily favored to win their third in a row. You know, Patty Gasso starts out, and they're at Reeves Park, where I used to play 3-2 beer <laughs> league games, you know, with bleachers that said about maybe 200 people at, at best. Uh, and what they are doing now with, you know, Patty was, I think, realistically talking about, yeah, if we could put 80,000 in a in a football stadium, if we could make it work. Uh, and they've got Love's Field coming next year. And, and it's amazing because they are so good that the expectation is basically national championship or bust. And that's as high as you can get in any sport. It's, it's like everything else, you know, would be – it's not disappointing to win a league championship, but again, they expect to win the whole thing every year. And for the foreseeable future, it looks like they're going to be favored every year. I mean, do we sometimes, you know, as great as we think Patty is, sometimes I think we we look back and it's like, 
it's even more incredible than we can imagine <laughs> to an extent. I, I agree. And, and let me promo something, if you don't mind. Uh, I have a monster Patty Gasso story running in Sunday's Tulsa World. Good. Yes. The, the longest story I've ever written since I've been at the World, maybe as a journalist. And the, the, the headline is, Who is Patty Gasso? And we go deep into who she is, what molded her. Uh, you know, and, and you know, one of the questions I ask is, how long are you going to coach at OU? And it, it's a it's a big story. And we talked about expectations in that story, and it's tough. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you almost take for granted the twenty nine shutout wins that they have this year. Twenty nine is a monster number. This pitching staff's amazing. Uh, you talk about you know how when they lost at Baylor, everyone wonders what went hap- what went wrong. They've won two, almost three months of games since then, haven't lost. So that's coming up. But Patty mentions the expectation factor. You know, you don't. He, she says you, in this story that I'm writing, she said you don't want to let OU fans down. That's the hard part. You just feel like you let Sooners fans down if you lose a game. And she said it's not really supposed to be like that because it's it's a game where it's a game of failure. To be honest, softball and baseball are games of failure, but yet they've had so much success. It's almost more disheartening when they lose just a, a random game. And they got a tough series this weekend, where winning three games is going to be extremely tough. But that's something that's, you know, you just wonder if that's wearing on her a little bit. It's not like it was in the old days, five, six years ago, where you come out, play, you know, get a, a favorable outcome and go back to the bus. Now it's come out, be perfect, don't make mistakes, hit the ball, run roll someone, and, all, oh, yeah, on the way back to the bus, you're going to have to sign, you know, 20 minutes of autographs and take pictures. You're always yeah. on – you're always on a platform on this. And, you know, that's not a bad thing. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but it, it can be wearing and it can be draining from the head coach all the way down to the, the last roster player. So that's the part of the that, – that's part of what Patty in the story she talks about is just the expectation factor. That being said, you know, years from now we're going to look back and say, wow, what, this is almost – this is dynasty. This is, this is UConn basketball-like for women. So I, I think that that's what we're going to be talking about years from now. Hey, Eric, before we let you go, need your opinion on what song Steely should do karaoke with next. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, this is fun. I wish you didn't put me on the spot. I really uh, – <laughs> um, Did you, you hear know, his I'm rendition a... of The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald? No, I didn't. Oh, my goodness. Steely. Steely. Are you country, you rock, you blues? Uh, you what, know what? I'm a little bit of a country, and I'm a little bit rock and roll. And uh, actually, I'm a lot of bit rock and roll and very little country. But I'll tell you what, being the tremendous Native American that you are, Eric Bailey, and you do so much, and you've got a proud, proud heritage there, and uh, I've always appreciated that about you. There was a great Native American rock band back in the day, and there were uh, – it was uh, Redbone. Redbone, And they did yeah. – yeah, they did uh, come and get your love and, and there's a great love, yeah. there's a great youtube video where they were on the uh, midnight special and they're one of the native american members who plays the lead guitar came out and did this unbelievably cool tribal dance before they broke into the riff it's super cool find that on youtube red uh, red bone come and get your love maybe that'll be red, it eric yeah, i'll dedicate it to red, you it was on reservation dogs my favorite all-time show by Sterling Harjo, uh, made here in the Tulsa area. So yeah, yeah, no, do that. That yeah, I want video, video, or it didn't happen. Okay. There you go, Eric. Thank you. Appreciate you, All right. Eric Bailey. Yeah, Parker, Parker, Seely, always great. You guys have a good weekend. All right, and Eric's going to be back with Plank. He's got the big Sunday write up on Patty Gasso. You know, Eric's a great writer. That'll be a great piece in the Tulsa World. All right, we got to break quickly because uh, I went way over.
normally. Man, that was an amateur move by me. But Eric's so good, we just kept rolling. All right, we got a break. Come back and uh, tell you where we are and what we're all about here at Cabins. We'll do that next. It's been a great day out here at Cabins Group. Gary and the uh, crew out here, always super uh, friendly. They're tremendous pros. We've got Duke back with us. And I just made uh, friends with Simba as well. Simba finally warmed up to me, Parker. What do you mean finally warmed up to you? Well, Simba was kind of the uh, head of security here, Duke's brother. And, uh, uh, you know, kind of is a little standoffish not mean by any means but like when tj perry shows up you might hear some barking because tj comes to get the equipment um and you you might hear some barking that'll be simba so and simba's finally like all right dude you you pass the test you can pet me as much as you want now so that's a very big moment here at cabins today a very big moment all right, uh, you know, it's I'm very fortunate because we, we have a lot of great advertisers here on the ref. Cabins is one of those. And uh, it's pretty easy to promote businesses, places that have the best reputation in the area. And uh, Cabins Group certainly is that, what they do, fire, water, mold remediation, again, emergency services, emergency board up and tarping, uh, great job with uh, roof inspections roof replacement and repairs, they, they have the best reputation in the business. Uh, Riverwind Casino, best reputation in the metro area uh, for, you know, the entertainment value at Riverwind. We've talked about what they do in the community as well, the Chickasaw Nation. So we appreciate them. So I feel fortunate when I get to come out and do a remote. And, you know, before that, we were at uh, the Julia Chu State Farm Agency. And, again, voted the best year after year after year, it seems, for what they do in the insurance business. So it's really uh, it's really cool to be able to come out and promote businesses that you know have, uh, you know, basically impeccable reputations. And uh, just can't thank Gary and the crew out here enough. They're awesome. And uh, Eric Bailey sounds like the uh, Tulsa World piece is going to be uh, a pretty good uh, thing to take a look at on Sunday. Uh, says it's the longest piece he's ever written, so it'll be all about Patty Gasso, the legend that is Patty Gasso. So, yeah, it's you know it, they make it look so easy, Parker. That there's a lot of hard work that goes into this, and again, reputation means everything with your program as well, right? Why is Patty getting all these great players out of the portal? Well, they're winning, of course, but you've got to be doing it and developing uh, not only the players on uh, on the diamond but in the classroom if you i've said this because i've run into a couple of the ou softball players you know um you know when they're out at restaurants or whatever and they're just super classy really really good people and so patty again when you've got when you're on a roll everybody wants to play for you and uh but the immense pressure basically is yeah you know, we expect you guys to win now every year. Not the league. I mean, the league, that's kind of cool, okay. But we expect you to win every year, the whole thing. And uh, so far this year, they've dealt with the pressure very well, and certainly they're the overwhelming favorites to make it uh, three in a row once they get to Oklahoma City. But uh, there's a lot of work, a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes to make it look as easy as it does, no doubt. All right, Parker enjoyed it as usual. We're going to get locked in with Parker and Tyler McComas coming up next. Everybody have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll see you.